안녕하세요. Hello and welcome back to episode 8 of Learn Korean and Korean Culture. 지난번에는 한국이 일본에게서부터 해방됐을 때까지 얘기해봤습니다. So last time we talked about Korea until it was freed from Japan. And as we discussed near the end of the episode, Japan ends up surrendering to the allies in World War II. 전쟁에 지고 항복해요. And Japan signs the Potsdam Declaration, which requires that Japan surrender and liberate imperialized Korea. 이번 주는 전쟁 후 한반도가 어떻게 두 국가로 나누어졌는지 얘기해 볼게요. So in this week's episode, we'll talk about how imperialized Korea split up into two nations, South Korea and North Korea. And a quick reminder to follow along with the vocabulary in the vocabulary page, which is linked in the description. 그럼 시작합시다. Then let's begin. So, 1945년 is the year of 1945. is the Japanese Empire, and 항복하다 is to surrender. So, in the year 1945, the Japanese Empire surrendered, and or World War II ended. So, 똑같은 해, 한반도는 38선으로 나누어집니다. And that same year, the 한반도, or the Korean Peninsula, is divided by the 38선. And 38선 literally translates to the 3-8 line, but it basically means the 38th parallel in English. And 나누어집니다 comes from 나누어지다, which means to be divided or split. So the Korean Peninsula becomes divided in half by a line called the 38th parallel. So now there's a north and south part of the Korean Peninsula. And why were they split? Well, 북은 소련이 맞고 남은 미국이 맞기로 했어요. So after the war, Korea was in a state of disarray. Um, you know, it was imperialized with Japan, so it didn't really have its own government and everything was just very chaotic. So, Soviet Union and the United States of America um, decided to split the country, and Soviet Union would handle the North, and the United States would take care of the South. So, Puk, which is North, was given to Soryeon, and Soryeon is the Soviet Union, or USSR, and Nam, which is present-day South Korea, was given to Miguk, which is the United States of America. 미국과 소련은 전쟁 때 같은 편이었습니다. And the U.S. and Soviet Union were on the same side or 같은 편 during World War II. 그래서 한국이 도움 없이 스스로 다스릴 수 있을 때까지만 있을 예정이었습니다. So 도움 없이, so 도움 means help, so 도움 없이 means without help. 스스로 다스리다 means to govern itself. And 때까지만 means until that time. And 예정 means schedule, or in this case, it means like the original plan. So basically, the original plan was that the U.S. and Soviet Union would stay in Korea, and they would split it up so that it was easier to govern. And they um, would split it up so that the Soviet Union got the north, and U.S. got the south. 
and they would wait until Korea recovered and they established actual representatives or government to negotiate with on how they were going to establish this new Korea. 하지만 소련과 미국은 곧 냉전을 시작합니다. But the Cold War begins in 1947. And note that 냉전 is Cold War in Korean. The 냉 in 냉전 means cold. Um, think of a word like 냉장고, which uh, means refrigerator, which keeps something cold. And the 전 in 냉전 means war. So think of 전 in 전쟁, which means war. So the Cold War, 냉전, begins in 1947. So 결국 is ultimately, and 사이 is relationship, and 더 나빠지다 is to worsen, and 협상 is negotiation. So ultimately, the relationship between the USA and Soviet Union worsened. And they end up not negotiating with each other in the end and with the Koreans to discuss what to do next. 한반도는 아직도 반으로 나누어졌습니다. So the Korean Peninsula remains split into half, north and south, because the Soviet Union and the United States never end up deciding what to do with Korea because they're having a really bad relationship during the Cold War. 냉전이 벌어진 중 한국과 북한은 뭐가 어떻게 돌아가는지 좀 얘기해 봅시다. So let's talk about what's happening in North and South Korea while the Cold War is happening. 전쟁이 끝나고 3년 후, 1948년. So remember, 전쟁 means war. 끝나고 comes from 끝나다, which is to end. 3년 후 is three years later. So three years after World War II ends in 1948. 이승만이 대통령에 당선되었습니다. So 이승만, who is usually called Ri Seungman in English, is elected president of South Korea in the 1948 UN-sponsored elections. 대한민국 제1, 2, 3대 대통령입니다. 그는 독립운동가였습니다. So recall from the pre- previous episode that 독립 means independence and 운동 is movement. And Undonga is activist. So President Lee Seung-man had been an independent activist who fought against Japanese imperialism. 임시정부의 대통령이기도 했습니다. And he was also the president for the 임시정부, or the provisional government, that was established during Japanese rule. And President Lee Seung-man actually studied in the United States. So he was really pro-democracy and pro-America. And South Korea was also occupied by the United States at that time, which is a democratic country. So under Lee Seung-man as president, South Korea was a very pro-democracy country. 똑같은 해, 한달후 김일성이 조선민주주의 민공화국의 최도 지도자가 됩니다. So 똑같은 해, or 똑같아 is to be the same, and 해 is year. So in that same year of 1948, Kim Il-sung becomes the premier of North Korea. And Joseon Minjujui Mingkongagok, really long name, is a formal name for North Korea and it translates to the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. And Chego Chidoja means supreme leader because Chego means like best or supreme and Chidoja means leader. So Kim Il-sung becomes the supreme leader of North Korea. 
in North Korea, which is occupied by the Soviet Union, which is a pro-communism country, um, North Korea follows in its footsteps and also becomes pro-communism. So let's pause here for a second to talk a little bit more about Lee Seung-man. And Kim Il-sung은 대놓고 독재자가 된다고 볼수 있어요. So it's easy to tell that Kim Il-sung of North Korea is a 독재자, which is a dictator. Um, I mean, he's literally called the supreme leader of North Korea. So it's pretty obvious that he's a dictator and he holds absolute power. 하지만 이승만은 독재자는 아니지만 엄밀히 말하자면 그것에 가깝다고 볼수 있었어요. So 엄밀히 말하자면 is technically speaking. So Isingman, this first president of South Korea, wasn't quite a dictator, but technically he could be considered one. 예를 들면 김구를 암살했습니다. So 암살하다 is to assassinate, and President Isingman ordered his men to assassinate Kimgu. 김구는 독립운동가이자 정치인이었습니다. So Kimgu was also an independence activist like President Isingman, and he was also a 정치인, which means politician. He ran against Isingman in the presidential election, and later in 1949, which is, was a year after the election, he was shot and killed by the order of President Isingman's right-hand man. Really suspicious, right? Um, 그래서 이승만이 암살을 시켰다고 추측합니다. So it's suspected that President Isingman ordered the 암살, or assassination. 그뿐만이 아니라 많은 민간들을 공산주의자라는 의심으로 많이 죽였습니다. So 그뿐만이 아니라 means not only that, 민간인, which is civilian, 공산주의자, communist, and 의심, which is suspicion, and 죽였습니다, is, to, is killed. So President Yisungman also killed many civilians, claiming that they supported or they had ties to communism, even though a lot of them didn't. 제주 4.3 사건에서는 25에서 40만 명이 죽었고 문경 양민 학살 사건에서는 70여 명이 죽었습니다. So during this massacre that we call the Jeju massacre, 25,000 to 40,000 40,000 people died and during the massacre of Munyeong around 70 people died. And this was all spurred by President Lee Seung-man. 왜 그랬을까요? Why did he do this? Well, President Lee Seung-man got his education in the US as we mentioned previously. He was also very pro-American and supportive Western democracy, uh, which is kind of ironic given that under him, Korea wasn't a democracy. But moving on, he saw communism as a threat to South Korea, and he wanted to eliminate it. Also, if you recall from history class, supporters of democracy and communism generally don't get along very well. So one of the reasons why the Cold War started in the first place was because the U.S. and Soviet Union's ideals and government clashed. The U.S. was pro-democracy. They supported democracy, which is 민주주의 in Korean, and Soviet Union supported 공산주의, which is communism. So... Isingman saw the people of Jeju or the Mungyeong as a threat and as 
um, people who supported communism, which in his eyes was very bad. So he used that as an excuse to basically massacre all of them. And um, as you can see, um, President Isingman was not the most um, liked figure in Korean history, but he was definitely an important figure and he did help establish the founding government of South Korea as president. But it's undeniable that he also abused his power and he killed political opponents like Kim Gu and blindly massacred Korean civil civilians and accused them of supporting communism. 어쨌든 이제는 선거 후 6.25 전쟁에 대해서 얘기해 볼게요. So moving on from the leaders, let's talk about what happened after Lee Seung-man becomes president of South Korea and Kim Il-sung becomes the supreme leader of North Korea, um, which is the Yu-Gi-Oh! Jeonjang, the Korean War. 2년 후, 1950년에 북한이 남한을 공격하며 Yu-Gi-Oh! 전쟁이 시작합니다. So 2년 means two years, and who is after? So two years later, in 1950, Bukhan, which is what we call North Korea, attacked South Korea. And 공격하다 is to attack. And thus, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Jeonjang begins. And Yu-Gi-Oh! Jeonjang literally means um, the war of June 25th. Jeonjang is war. Yuk is six. Yu-Gi-Oh! is 225 or 25. So in English, we call this um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Jeonjang, the Korean War. 북한은 한반도를 동일하겠다는 목적으로 공격하죠. So North Korea attacks with the goal of reuniting the Korean Peninsula and making South Korea a part of North Korea. 북한은 중국과 소련의 도움, 한국은 UN과 미국의 도움을 받고 싸웠습니다. So 북한, or North Korea, had the 도움, which is help, of 중국 and 소련. So 중국 is China, 소련 is Soviet Union. On the other hand, Hanguk, South Korea, had the help of UN, which is the United Nations, and especially Miguk, which is the US. UN군에서는 영국, 터키, 벨지엄, 16 국가들이 지원군을 보탰어요. So since the UN, um, the United Nations, is a group of countries, they sent forces with soldiers from 15 different countries, including Yanguk, which is UK, Turkey, which is Turkey, and Belgium, which is Belgium. 1950년 9월 15일, Douglas MacArthur, 는 인천 상륙 작전을 개시했습니다. So three months after this Korean War begins, on September 15th of 1950, Douglas MacArthur began Operation Chromite. 목적은 서울을 재탈환하고 인천을 점령하는 것이었습니다. So the goal of this operation was to retake Seoul, which is the capital, and also capture the city of Incheon from the North Koreans. 작전은 성공이었습니다. So the 작전, or the plan, was a 성공. It was a success. 하지만 서울을 잃었다, 재탈환하다, 왔다 갔다 했습니다. However, throughout the war, the capital city of Seoul was taken and then recaptured. 전투선은 계속 바뀌고 있었습니다. So the 전투선, so 전투 means battle and 선 is line. So this battle line kept on changing as one side won and then took the other's territory. Um, and then the other side actually won and then they would take that t territory. So 
it just kept changing. 그러는 도중 수많은 군인과 민간인이 사망했습니다. And during this process of fighting, taking territory, recapturing territory, many soldiers and civilians died. 결국은 300만의 사람들이 죽었습니다. So 300만 is 3 million because pick is 100 and man is 10,000. And 죽다 is to die. So ultimately, 3 million people were dead by the end of the war. 그중반 이상이 민간인이었다고 추측합니다. And of those 3 million people, it's estimated that more than half were 민간인 or civilians. And these civilians would die when they were caught up in battles, but they also died because of ma- massacres, torture, starvation, and mass killings. And there were massacres like the Seoul 대학교 부속 병원 학살 사건 and the 함흥 학살 사건 um, of both sides that killed civilians. So both sides were guilty. And there were also war prisoners who were tortured and starved. And the South Korean government conducted mass killings of people suspected to support communism under President Lee Sung-man, which we talked about a little bit um, a few minutes ago. But basically, a lot of innocent lives were unfortunately lost because of these mass killings. 휴전에 대해서 논의했지만, 소련이 휴전을 제의해도 이승만은 휴전안을 거부했습니다. So 휴전 is armistice, and 제의하다 is to suggest. So after so much fighting and so many deaths, there were definitely attempts to discuss a peace treaty and stop the war. And 소련, or Soviet Union, suggested an armistice to stop fighting. Um, 하지만 이승만은 휴전안을 거부했습니다. But 이승만, President 이승만 of South Korea, rejected this offer for peace. 거부하다 is to reject. And UN은 UN의 도움으로 한국을 통일할 수 있다고 희망했습니다. So 도움 is help, 통일 is reunification, and 희망 is hope. So President Lee Seung-man hoped that he could reunify North and South Korea if he kept fighting the war with the UN's help. 하지만 결국 UN이 휴전을 승인했습니다. So, 결국, or ultimately and eventually, 승인, acceptance or agreement. So, eventually, the UN accepted the offer for peace. 이승만은 승인하지 않았지만, 휴진, 휴전이 설립됩니다. So, even though President Isengman never formally agrees to the armistice, the fighting does stop anyway when the UN accepts the armistice for him. 이래서, 아직도 한국과 북한은 휴전 상태입니다. And this is why South Korea and North Korea are still in armistice. And 엄밀히 얘기하자면 전쟁은 끝나지 않았습니다. So technically speaking, the 전쟁 or the war isn't actually over. 그래서 아직도 갈등이 있습니다. And because of that, there are still some minor conflicts between South Korea and North Korea. 1968년에는 청와대에서 암살 시도가 있었습니다. So in 1968, there was an attempted assassination and raid in Cheongwade. And note that the Cheongwade is the blue house, and it's kind of like the white house in the United States. It's basically where the president lives. And in 1976, there was also the axe murder incident, where two American officers were killed by North Korean soldiers. 1978년에는 
제3 땅굴이라고 불리는 남친 땅굴이 발견되었습니다. And in 1978, the third tunnel of aggression was found. And this tunnel is under the border between North Korea and South Korea. And it was designed for a surprise attack on Seoul from North Korea. 왜 한반도가 나눠져 있는지 궁금하셨던 분들은 이제 알겠죠? 일본이 세계 2차 대전에서 패배한 후 미국과 소련이 한반도를 분단시키고 북한과 한국은 한반도를 통일하기 위해 전쟁을 시작합니다. 그래서 전쟁은 아직도 휴전 상태에 머물러 있습니다. So if you're wondering why there's two Koreas, I hope this episode answered some of your questions. So to summarize, after Japan lost in World War II, the U.S. and Soviet Union shared control over the Korean Peninsula. And this was because Japan had previously been in control of Korea because Japan had imperialized Korea. But after Japan gave up Korea, Korea didn't really have a government to take care of itself. And that's why the Soviet Union took control of the North and the U.S. decided to take control of the South. And unfortunately, the U.S. and Soviet Union don't ever end up discussing how to reunite the North and South, which leads to the Korean War, with both North Korea and South Korea aiming to conquer each other. And the war never ends completely, and there's still a truce agreement between the two sides today. 다음 주는 6.25 전쟁 후에 대해서 얘기해 보겠습니다. So next, next episode, we'll talk about what happened after the Korean War. 전쟁 후 한국은 아주 가난한 나라였죠. So Korea was very poor and disorganized after the Korean War ended in 1953. 하지만 오늘의 한국은 그때의 한국이랑 아주 달라요. But the Korea we know today is very different. South Korea has the 10th largest GDP in the world, and it's also the 8th largest importer in the world. So how did all this happen? And that's what exactly we'll be talking about next week. So, 여기까지 들어주셔서 감사합니다. So, thank you for listening today. And um, this issue of North Korea versus South Korea is a still a very relevant topic. Um, a lot of news about North Korea still comes up in the news today. And the war technically isn't over, as I mentioned. So, it is possible that the two countries may fight in the future, or perhaps we will just become two separate nations forever. And there's really just no way to know. So finally, make sure to leave any suggestions for future episodes in the episode suggestion form, which is linked in the description as always. 그럼 다음 주에 다시 만납시다. Then we'll see you all next week and thank you. 감사합니다.